Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Cats at Night with John Katsimatidis. You're a classic example of the people who built this country. On 77 WABC. This is this is Cats at Night. John Katsimatidis here, and, and we have a debate today. We have a debate between uh, uh, Judge Richard Weinberg, uh, John Katsimatidis, and uh, moderated by Governor David Patterson. And uh, we have Latrice Walker, and I don't know... Uh, the, uh, her attorney's name? Marie Jai. Marie Jai. She's an, an attorney with the Legal Aid Society. And uh, I heard over the weekend that my friend, and she is my friend, Latrice Walker, we don't agree on politics a lot, but we do, we agree we're friends, that uh, Latrice was on a hunger strike and I was... I was horrified because I didn't want anything bad to happen. And we'll her. explain she, since and, March 22nd. She's and been she's on, on a hunger strike since March 22nd. And she really believes in this bail law. And I have an opposite opinion. And what, what America is all about and, the, and WABC is about, being able to discuss it in a civilized manner. So who's more civilized than Governor David Patterson? David, Governor Patterson, I'm going to turn it over to you to moderate. Thank you. <clears throat> Do we have the assemblywoman on? Not yet. Not yet. They're still uh, getting her on right now. Oh, okay. Still okay. getting her so on? Maybe, I thought she was on. Maybe I can. Nobody tell me. What well, I'll do is I'll just summarize. Go ahead. Tell us the, the summary. Uh, <laughs> in the, uh, toward the end of 2019, the New York State Legislature passed legislation nullifying bail for misdemeanors and low-level felonies in those particular situations. On January 8th of uh, 2020... Governor Mario Cuomo, making a statement about this legislation, said that the painful truth is that if you have resources uh, and you're arrested, you can go free. And uh, but if you don't have them, you're going to wind up being punished. Uh, Shortly thereafter, there were a number of protests in New York and there was finally uh, a resolution. uh, I mean, protests about the legislation. And so do we have the assemblywoman on now? We're still waiting for the assemblywoman. There now, might have now, been a speech. governor. We're still waiting for some some schlemiel on our side. Tell her to call five forty five instead of five thirty five. And I don't know who the schlemiel is, but I'm going to find out. Now, my my pet uh, thing is uh, the fact that them. there's eight million five hundred thousand New Yorkers, mm-hmm. and we all agree on that, right? Mm-hmm. And I had the commissioner of the NYPD. And there's 3,000 violent criminals. That's all I care about. 3,000 violent criminals that have conducted three, four, five, six, ten, fifteen violent crimes. And the commissioner and the, and the, and also the chief of police have said, Latrice is ready? Okay. Uh, Latrice, are you there? Hi, John. I am here. I know we are in the in the thick of things at the moment, and so every moment is 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 precious time uh, as we are gear, gearing up to um, go in and uh, speak about uh, further details of the budget. Well, Latrice, while you, while you were waiting for you, I said that we are friends, but we don't agree on everything. But we always agree to talk about it in a civilized manner. And uh, that uh, Governor Patterson is here to make sure we're all civilized. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, 
I understand what I was concerned about that when I heard on Saturday that you were on a hunger strike, I was concerned. Uh, and I wanted to talk to you about why are you on a hunger strike? Well, two days after uh, Governor Hochul announced her proposed changes to criminal justice reform, two people died on Rikers Island incarcerated pretrial. And this is a very serious issue. And we were watching a lot of misinformation be pumped into the airstream um, that was mischaracterizing bail, uh, unjustly indicated what it was that we were, we did as a legislature, um, didn't define things and items or charges or crimes that were bail eligible uh, properly. It was saying that, you know, this legislation just released people without bail, uh, without indicating that it was restricted to folk who were on misdemeanors and or nonviolent felonies with respect to the desk appearance tickets or people who were released um, from pretrial incarceration. Uh, everything else was bail eligible. It talked about the fact that there was no discretion. Uh, no, let, let me know. Look, I'm going to let you talk first. Let me know when you're finished and I will, I'll give you a response. Okay. Judges had more discretion in their, more items in their toolbox than they had beforehand because they could put folk on supervised release who had mental health issues or they could, um, uh, they could put folk on supervised release who had drug addiction issues. And so the, the real message and the real story had not been highlighted. And so it took a drastic measure, um, like making this decision to, for folk to recognize like, look, this bill didn't do what people are saying. And then there was zero zilch empirical data to support the changes that are proposed to being made. And it was all based on anecdotal situations or evidence of, 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 of circumstances that were proved time and time again, did not even come underneath the revised bail statute. In fact, when the NYPD commissioner at the time came to, to the uh, hearing in Albany, he indicated that there was no connection with the rise in crime and bail reform. In fact, there was even a, a report that was just issued recently by Governor Hochul and also penned by uh, 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 Senate Majority Leader Andrea Stewart-Cousins uh, indicate. Uh, let, me, let me respond. I, I understand. I hear what you're saying. But, but we have to have at least a minute uh, in between. Okay, well, you know, there's been there's been hours and hours and hours. Of, yeah, but, uh, but we yeah. only have a 25 minute show left. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I my, just... my my thing is, we have eight million five hundred thousand New Yorkers, and I, I've had the commissioner on our show two weeks ago, and she says uh, there are three thousand violent criminals in in the city. I only care about violent criminals. I don't care about minor league crime. Eight, 3,000 minor criminals that have repeated three, four, five, six, ten violent crimes. And if we took the 3,000 violent criminals off the streets in New York, New York would be the city we all loved again. I grew up in Harlem, Latrice. I grew up in Harlem, and right now, so you're talking about two people that died in Rikers Island. Let's talk about the 25 kids that died in the streets of the city of New York. 
and and, and that oh, is a crime. Twenty five young kids are not going to have a family. They're not going to have a a life. And, and I'll, I'll relinquish. I, that's my minute. And I'm going to turn it over to David Patterson. Governor Patterson, I think you should limit it to one minute apiece and let somebody else respond. So, Assemblywoman Walker, um, do you think that the issue of bail reform and the issue of crime have become intertwined? Because one thing that's very interesting is that the legislation that was passed that stopped the public safety actions of judges, in other words, where judges... Uh, uh, are assessing the dangerousness of the client. That legislation was passed in 1970 by the Republican New York State Senate, the Democratic New York State Assembly, and was signed by the governor, Nelson A. Rockefeller. So that issue has been in effect for the last 50 years. Do you think these issues are getting confused? So I think that the issues are uh, regarding gun violence, and bail reform are getting confused. And I believe that everyone wants to be safe. Like, I live in Brownsville. I was born and raised there. My brother was murdered when he was 19 years old. And so, yes, we want a community that's safe. But we're also saying that when it comes to bail reform, that bail and those same changes that you referenced were about ensuring a person's return to court. If you are a flight risk, that, that, those things, Looked at a looked at a person's propensity towards returning back to court. Very good, Not John or uh, Judge Weinberg. Time. Do you want to respond to that? All right, and also right after Judge Weinberg res- responds, you also have we have a uh, Craig Eaton in the studio. No, at, yeah, but who do you well, have? Uh, on oh, the we have Marie Jai. She okay. is uh, legal with the Legal Aid Society. Okay. After you respond, Judge Weinberg, you got a minute. Then uh, Marie. Marie Jai. Jives has a minute, and let's keep going. Then David Patterson. I'm trying to organize. Good afternoon, Assembly Member. So my my big concern is as follows, that we now have in the city of New York a climate of lawlessness. There's a message being sent out on the streets that anything goes, that people can walk, even if it's a serious crime, and it's recidivists who are committing those crimes. I talked to my former colleagues. I was both on the criminal court and the state Supreme Court, and they're absolutely outraged by the fact that they can't hold people in who they perceive to be a threat. Well, another piece of the legislation that was passed is you have to have the least restrictive alternative. And the problem is, let's say you have ankle bracelets, but the state legislature didn't fund the staff or the equipment to monitor, monitor people. Another big issue was the open file discovery where you're mandating a very short period of time. Files have to be turned over, witnesses' names and addresses, complaints' names and addresses, the whole file. And as a result of that, the DAs are telling me that they have to dismiss cases because they don't have the the time to do it. Okay, so let's let Attorney Jai get into the conversation now. Thank you. I appreciate that. I heard a lot, so I'm going to try to respond as much as I can in my short time. But, um, I mean, this notion that if we just took 3,000 people off the street, that New York would be whatever utopia, uh, you know, the general thinker would be is false because where, what are you doing to actual, um, on the front end, um, being swept up into a criminal justice system? Like we really need to be talking about what are we, we need to be talking about crime prevention, not crime response. And everything everyone here is talking about is how do we respond after harm has already occurred. And so if you're serious about not having harm occur in the first place, what you need to be talking about is community investment 
and resources um, and getting that into the hands of people who need it the most to prevent harm in the first place. Okay, John um, Katzmatiz has a thought here. Well, we all get one minute or 45 seconds. We're trying to get as many things in. Uh, look. I want to reform people. I want to help people. I want to take people off the streets in New York. I want to put them in. I want to put them in hospitals. Uh, mentally ill should be in hospitals. I, I, we have to treat them instead of just throwing them on the streets in New York. Instead of throwing them on the subways, they need treatment. The the uh, the the people uh, that are homeless, we have to put them someplace. We can't just leave them on the streets of New York. I don't think if they're mentally ill or they're homeless and, 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 and they don't want to go to, they have to, they cannot live on the streets of New York. Yeah. Full stop. So now on, I, on relinqu- the, I relinquish uh, on the specific month. issue of bail I mean, reform. Have to- uh, uh, Craig Eaton and then uh, Attorney Jai, you can go back and finish. So, so what is your position with bail reform? I mean, right now, the the... Current law as it stands, they're handcuffing the judges with bail reform. The discovery is handcuffing the prosecutors. And the current laws and practices are handcuffing the police. Wait, wait, wait. Let him finish. Let Let him finish. Let him finish, and you'll have your one minute. I I don't agree with the handcuffing judges. We believe that we put more tools in the judge's toolbox than we took away because now... Why don't you let Craig Eaton finish and then you can have a full minute? I I think that we need to... Why don't you be more specific about what handcuffing the judges is? Well, if you're taking away the right of the judge to look at the individual defendant and make a determination whether bail is applicable to that crime and that person's history, you're you're handcuffing the judge at that point. Let him finish! it was never taken away. It's still in. It's still in the CPL five ten point thirty. That was never touched. The only thing that we added was that there is a federal standard that talks about least restrictive measures, which is already there within the federal law, and we just made it also applicable to New York state law. But we did not take away any of the enumerated factors that a judge can consider in Section 510.30 of the CPL. Okay, very good. Ms. Jai, do you want to add to that? No, Judge Weimer, Judge, I mean, Governor Patterson, we got to get a bell. So you got to hit the bell after a minute from now on. (laughs) Uh, uh, Judge Weinberg, do you want to answer that? Wait, wait, wait. I I just... Who do you want, Governor? Who do you want, So I'm going to put a stopwatch on now. Ms. Jai got interrupted twice, so we're going to let her speak and then Judge Weinberg. Let her speak. Yes, and I would just add to uh, Assemblymember Walker's point. The least restrictive standard is not new. It is not something that hamstrings judges or handcuffs them. The only people being handcuffed are the people who are being arrested and brought through the system, so I hope you will stop saying that. But the least restrictive standard is a constitutional law standard. The government, in any area of law, cannot do more than is required for it to achieve its goal. Anything more is tyranny. So you cannot do more to someone to get them to return to court. You cannot do more to someone to punish them. That's why we you can't do excessive sentences. Okay, very we good. Judge, Judge Weinberg, go ahead. Deal. All right. There are 49 other jurisdictions, 49 other states in the federal system that specifically allow a judge to make a determination based on the conduct and the history of a defendant to hold them in on bail. New York State is the only jurisdiction that handcuffs judges that way. And when you mandate that somebody has to use the least restrictive means, plus you start enumerating a whole bunch of 
penal law violations and misdemeanors and felonies where you can't hold somebody in on bail. You have, in fact, handcuffed them. Look at the law that was passed by the legislature. Governor Patterson, who's next? We'll let Assemblymember Walker speak here. Go ahead. I just I would say I would say that again we did not change the standards with respect to a judge's determination of bail for felony charges. We did with respect to misdemeanor and low-level felonies, and which is why again I want to make it clear as to what it is that we're talking about, as opposed to making this blanket statement. Yes, with misdemeanors. There is a requirement for, in some misdemeanors, not all, there is a requirement for a desk appearance ticket to be had. However, with respect to felonies, the enumerated uh, factors that a judge has or can take into consideration has been in place and was untouched. The only thing that we did was to add the federal standard of least restrictive measures to very, the law. Very good. Let's go back to John Katzmatidis. No, I'm going to defer to Judge Weinberg because he's a judge and he knows uh, what he can get. Well, you have to step back for a moment. You can get lost in the sauce and you get involved in the details of the particular first piece of legislation, and the modifications. But let's go back to the reality. The reality is people are afraid. 79% of the public, 79%, give a chance, please, 79% of the people, do not interrupt, 79% of the public wants this law changed because the perception is it's not safe. 20% of the buildings, the commercial buildings, everybody, everybody stop for a minute. No, now, you, wait, 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 well, one second, Assembly Member. Your Honor, if there is a misperception about what the law is doing, you've got to clear that up. You just can't say we have to change the law because there's a misperception of it. Go ahead. Okay, that's absolutely correct. What I suggested when the bill was first passed on this show, I suggested to Speaker Hasty that we sit down and go through the bill Line by line, there were enumerated crimes that we said there could be no bail, including felonies, and I said that would be a mistake. So, for example, let's take take petty larceny. If you have somebody coming in on petty larceny, you can't hold them. You can't hold them in. And he can come back day after day after day after day after day in the same store, and you can't hold them in. Even Alvin Bragg, who we've had on the show, has indicated that they're trying to amalgamate the number of instances, because they know that's a failing in the law. What you need to do, and the governor's yeah. correct, is we can go over this bill line by line by line and make the changes. Assemblywoman. Okay. I'd like so to respond on the credit larceny part. Can I we just, just hold like one second? Let me just say this. And then, we're talking about misperception. Sorry. Go um, ahead. Again, this is Attorney Marie Jai. Yeah, we're talking about like misperception, there's one right there. We're talking about pre-trial. There is nothing about the pre-trial process that stops the case from moving forward to conviction. And then if you want to lock someone up for a pettit larceny for however many years, which it sounds like what is what's happening here and people want to do, you can do that. We are talking about pre-trial, pre-adjudication and pre-finding of guilt when somebody is presumed 
innocent. Okay, also, I had, I had called have, on I called on Assemblywoman no, um, Walker. Let's let let's let, let's let, let her finish. Let's have we got five minutes left. Let's have five. Everybody give a a minute a minute each on closing statements. Go ahead, Assemblywoman. So, okay, so basically one of the things that the judge was mentioning was about the um, desk appearance tickets uh, and the repeat arrest, not offenders. The the governor right now can set a shortened time period for which a person has to return on that desk appearance ticket. Instead of it being 20 days out, why not just do by executive order or by administrative law or ruling say that it's the requirement is to come back within 24 hours or 48 hours as opposed to having a custodial arrest or sending someone through the system and through central booking. They can't go back to work. They can't be with their families just because they're going to appear before a judge to exact whatever justice that judge determines. All I'm saying is right now she can do that without even having to make any changes to the Okay, justice. Judge Weinberg. It's very simple. Alvin Bragg, who's a Manhattan DA, said that the petty larceny problem is a big problem because of recidivism, and he's looking to amalgamate it because he wants to be able to set bail to hold people in. Well, y'all already scared him off the stool. Well, I have a I have a question to ask everyone. We got we wait, got closing wait. statements. Well, closing statement. Okay. Can we Who's all agree that the, the court state the courts right. need to be revamped uh, for closing statements? Let's start with Craig Eaton. The question I have is, how do, you, how do you confirm or how do you get people back to court? If you let them out, how do you get them to come back to the next court appearance? How do you guarantee they're going to come back? People have been coming back. They're people coming back? Coming Nobody's back. coming. Nobody's coming back. That's yeah, the problem. People know their responsibility to the court. The overwhelming, you know, the overwhelming majority. I mean, we're not even talking. Right. Like, they're, they're not going to come back to court. Yeah, they're not going to come back to court. Next. All right. Uh, John Katzmatidis. Who's not going to come back to court? Well, I'll tell My turn. My turn. My turn, ladies. I had commissioner uh, of the NYPD on uh, two weeks ago. Says she arrested 6,600 people with guns. Uh, and of the, they gave them uh, desk appearance tickets. Only <laughs> 200 showed up. The okay, other 64. Let me finish. That's, no, no way. that's no the way. true numbers. No that way. is the true that's numbers. I tell the truth. My no. job no. is to tell the All truth. Right, that's a, that's a dispute we can't resolve here, but let's let Assemblywoman let, Walker. Let, let all our statement. listeners check the facts. Closing statement. I would like to see. I would like to see the those six thousand six hundred people who are arrested we'll on the gun. You, we'll have you on, with John. The commission. Uh, <laughs> let the assemblywoman speak. But, but I. So I will say this: ninety nine point nine nine percent of the people who are arrested and released under bail reform do not get rearrested for any violent charges. Okay, so let's close with Judge Weinberg. That's that statistic, most respectfully, that statistic is absolutely wrong. The OCA numbers, the Office of Court Administration numbers, show it was wrong. The Mayor's Office of Criminal Justice Services show well, that okay, was wrong. So That's numbers, cherry picking. Numbers don't lie. People do. Well, I want to have... Numbers don't lie. People do. I, I want to assign a whole hour to it sometime. 
we're out of time, but I want to thank everybody. Thank yes, everybody. thank you so much, Craig Eaton in the studio, Governor Patterson, Judge Weinberg, and of course on the line for us right now, Assemblywoman Latrice Monique Walker. I hope you're doing well in your hunger strike. I did say Craig Eaton. I did. And then, of course, Marie Jai. She is a legal aid We uh, want attorney. civilized. I agree. We want civilized discussions and because we want our, our citizens to make the right discussions. I think we should have a longer time next yes. time. We had a lot of passion, you. but a lot of good information. We all have a lot of passion. And we want we want the best for New York City. That's right. And thank you so much for coming on, uh, Latrice. Uh, and this is John Katzmatidis. And thank you to God bless New York and God bless America.